0: I have uh, I have a lot of thank yous this morning. There are a lot of you that a lot of you that showed up early today and did things that you don't normally do. And I'm not even going to try to list all your names because I'd forget people. Then you'd think, oh well, why didn't she thank me? You know who you are. And uh, so thank you for your help today. I also have a gold star to hand out, and, and it's a it's a you know it's a metaphorical gold star because I don't have any. But sometimes I think I should carry around gold stars, um, you know, before most services, uh, I do my best to have a few minutes of silence uh, in the prayer room, which if any of you don't know it, that prayer room is the room between the two Sunday school rooms, sort of, sort of in line with the microwave oven. I don't know what was going on out there this morning as people were bringing their potluck stuff in, but I heard a voice that I recognize as Muriel, and she said, well, you know how it is, I'm trying to change my thinking. Ah. And I loved hearing that. So I don't know what you were talking about. It's not any of our business. But I love the fact that you made that declarative statement that I'm trying to change my thinking here because that's what we're all here trying to do. And so thank you, Marielle. Just when you see her today, imagine she has a great big old gold glittery. You know, those of you that know what my artwork looks like, just imagine what I would do with a gold star. It would be lots of baubles and glitter. Um, so thank you for that, Marielle. Uh, we, as always, begin our service with a with an example of a declarative statement that we speak in the affirmative in present tense. These are all the things that go into making up how we work with affirmations. And so the way that we work with affirmations and denials, which is the way that we help train our mind to. Change our thinking is that we create statements of releasing what no longer serves us and claiming the right here right now ever available presence of our good that we are wanting to affirm these are not magical incantations I was listening to um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were explaining why just positive thinking does not affect anything in your life. And as usual, um, when I listen to those, because I am a, I am kind of a sciencey kind of a geek, I want this stuff to be proven. And as a teacher of metaphysics, I wish I could go into those studios and say, you do not know what you're talking about. You may know what you're talking about from a science standpoint, but you are you do not know what you're talking about about what constitutes effective mental work. We all know that there's more to it than just pasting a fake happy face and pretending like everything is good. Who's ever tried that in life? I certainly have. And just how well did it serve you? Not very, I'm going to guess. When we talk about affirmations and denials, we are talking about crafting statements. First off, we're talking about actually investing time in contemplation to identify what is it really that I want. Usually we don't really want... A million dollars, or like I talked last week, the Mercedes Benz or the big house on the hill, whatever it is, usually what we really want can track back to, I want to feel safe. I want to know that I'm loved. I want to know that I have what I need. And those are so much more than the outer symbols. And unfortunately, popular, you know, popular media and all of that has kind of taken what we know is actually very deep spiritual work and try to kind of make it into a fast food commodity. You know, once upon a time we cooked actual food and we ate food that had ingredients we could identify and that our bodies knew what to do with. And, you know, more and more you kind of just get on the surface of that and say, well, it kind of looks like a meal, so I'll eat it. And Yet it's the same thing with working with our thoughts. Once upon a time, these ideas were considered sort of hidden wisdom, and people didn't really encounter them so much unless they really were deeply searching for these things. Now um, the good news is, you can you can hear what sort of sounds like new thought on, you know. Um, a lot of TV shows, a lot of ads and all this. And, and as what happens sometimes is it starts becoming more of a commodity that people are trying to sell than a wisdom teaching for us to work with. And if it's a commodity that people are trying to sell, are they actually going to say, well, you know, it's actually like work. You can't just sit there every day, stare at the picture, of a car or, uh, you know, stare at this or stare at that, and then someday magically it's going to show up. No. (laughs) And at the same time, there is a tool of visioning that's very helpful. But again, so these science people were talking about how there's no, you know, if we could all just sit here... And wish things into expression, then there'd just be like warm puppy dogs showing up over here and, you know, new cars coming over there. And that's not the way it works. And we all know that's not the way it works. The way that it works is we identify within ourselves that point where our human self and our Christ self intersect. We learn to live at that point. And we learn to make choices from that point. And when we see that we are out of alignment, you know, if most of you know what I'm talking about when I talk about fine tuning a knob on a TV set. You know, I have to, I have to find another metaphor because now we have seek and scan and that one's going away. And in this digital world, I don't know what's going to replace that metaphor. But you know, it's a matter of like fine tuning and adjusting so that things come into clarity. And when things come into clarity, then your whole being goes, ah, yes, that's what I want. Or yes, that's my claim. And when we're out of alignment, we tend to just get desperate and say, oh, I wish, I wish, and I want, and I want. So we craft a declarative statement that is not vague. It's clear. It's specific. It's in the present tense because what we are doing is training ourselves to recognize that our good is here, present, now. Now, it may be that as you recognize the good that you are desiring, perhaps you're desiring to feel better, or perhaps you're desiring to make more money, or perhaps, and, the, and remembering again what your actual intention is in the realm of divine ideas. Things like beauty, supply, safety, love. The things that, the things that we can't really quite put our fingers on because they're not tangible so we substitute the tangible for the, we substitute the symbol for the actual idea and the desire and so what we do is we craft a statement reminding ourselves that in spirit if there is only one power and one presence which is what we teach then if that is true then if we are created in, of, through, by that, that you cannot create anything that is unlike you. So if that one power, that one presence that goes by any name that you want to call it, if that is source, if that is first cause, if that is creator, then what it creates must have the same attributes. How could something that is all good without opposite create something evil? Can an apple tree grow oranges? Not unless it's been messed with. You know, and I know, you know, with plants you can play and have fun and all that, but it's been messed with somehow. So we settle in with affirmations with that practice to speaking, thinking, saying, singing, writing, expressing in any way that we choose these statements of truth. They're already true. Much as I loved the Harry Potter books, that book is filled with spells and incantations and magical stuff. And I love reading those books. I'm glad they're here. And they are not what affirmations are. Affirmations are not magical spells. They are statements of release and claim. So releasing the things that are behind. I'm going to let go in this moment. It's not part of my life anymore. I still may still be seeing effects of those beliefs. And as long as I hold on to those beliefs, I will continue to see those effects. As long as I keep believing the error thoughts that I've always thought, I'm going to keep getting those effects in my life. So I, in this moment, I release all faulty thinking. Everything that does not serve me, I let it go. Now, some of what I let go of may feel like my safety net. And so we have to keep reminding ourselves of what is true. If I'm going to let go of all the props that didn't really work for me, but you know, we accumulated those beliefs because we believed them, right? So if we believed that every person we meet is somehow out to get us, then every person we meet, we are going to bring that attitude of what is it you're wanting from me anyway, and then at some point we're going to wonder why we don't have good friendships and relationships. We have to release the things that don't serve us And then we claim the good we desire. So we, we let go and then we tell ourselves, we affirm the truth of what we actually are. I am. Not I will be, I want to be, maybe someday if I'm good and, you know, and the moon's in the right thing and the house of Virgo is here and none of that. There's none of that here. I am. Right here, right now, strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. There's nothing wimpy about that. There's nothing wishy-washy about that. There's nothing passive about that. We are not just sitting here going, oh well, I guess I don't like that, so I'll let that go. And I just know since I'm all those good things that my good's going to come lay at my feet. Good luck. It's not magic. So, this is our statement of truth that we come together in consciousness with every week. And, and so, since we are looking at how do our words have power in our lives, it's important that we look at our words. So, if you are willing, and here's the other side of that, your personality brain probably does not agree with all of this. Just as when we were singing that song earlier, I Got No Complaints Whatsoever, my personality brain has had a whole hell of a lot of complaints. And a whole lot this week. And I need to remind myself that when I am in my divinity, I can have no complaints because everything that I participate in, through choice, through wisdom, and even if, Ultimately, it seems to turn into chaos. Even that chaos has within it the seeds of order. So we remember that and align ourselves with that. So in this moment, I know the truth is that the truth of me has no complaints. I am well. I am blessed. I have people in my life. There's a roof over my head. And I need to stay in that space of gratitude and appreciation. So if you are willing, we will speak these words together. And if you still have to think about it a while before you're willing to speak them, that's okay. Because that's part of that process of contemplation and self-investigation and becoming aware, oh, this is where maybe I want to work on something. So let's speak together. Releasing the things that are behind, I realize I am strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. I am the infinite expressing at the point I am. I am peace in the midst of all matters. And so it is. So we look again, I think I have a, I think I have a quote on the next slide. Well, the one after that, yeah. This is out of our co-founder Charles Fillmore's book, Keep a True Lent. An affirmation is a positive and orderly statement of truth. By affirmation, we claim and appropriate that which is ours. Notice it doesn't say we claim and appropriate that which our neighbor has that we think is really cool. By affirmation we claim and appropriate that which is ours. The word is the working power of divine mind. So we've talked in these past few weeks about thoughts. How do you talk to yourself? With words. Now yes, some of us do, some of us are more visual in our imaginations than other people are, but even then, if we see a vision in our mind, we're likely to immediately translate it into words, aren't we? It's how humans communicate. So it's how we communicate with ourselves. It's how we communicate with each other. It's how we communicate across that infinitely thin dividing line between the fully human and the fully divine. We hear about, you know, the thin veil... And indeed, I believe it is a thin veil. And I believe it's permeable. We are here living human lives and we are here fully expressing the divine source from which we came. So we need a way to work with our own minds, to work with our own thoughts. So... When Fillmore says here, the word is the working power of divine mind, what he's, what he's starting to talk about there is when we speak, what happens to our words when they go out into the air? They cause vibrations, don't they? If you've ever seen the sound wave of a song or a voice, um uh, it's interesting how that can become recognizable to you i edit the audio lessons every week for posting online and i've been doing this now for you know close to fifteen years and when i work with these audio pieces what i see on the screen is that up and down sound wave and over the years I have begun to recognize this is our opening affirmation. That's what that looks like in sound waves. And I've learned to recognize my own laugh. That's what my laugh looks like in sound waves. Uh, I have learned to recognize different points in that sound wave so I don't have to necessarily listen to the whole thing. I can go, oh, that's where that starts, that's where that starts. So since we know that when we speak... We send vibrations into the world. And somewhere along the line, when you were a little kid in school, did you have that crazy day in science class that the teacher told you this table is not solid? That totally freaked me out. What do you mean that table is not solid? It's actually atoms and molecules, and what are they doing? They're vibrating at a rate that allows it to maintain a stable shape and a stable form. But if we look at it at, a, at an atomic level or even a subatomic level, there's much more space than there is actual matter, isn't there? So if we are sending vibrations into this, and if everything in the outer form is made up of molecules and little tiny itty-bitty things vibrating at certain rates which allow them to maintain fairly stable forms, does it not make sense that the words we speak, those vibrations can actually interact with the outer world through the different levels of vibration happening in matter and form. Now, does that make sense to you at a level? Because it does to me. It doesn't mean that if I just want to, you know, I am not like Jesus. I cannot say to the fig tree, you're out of here, and have it be out of here. But any one of us can look another human in the eye and say words that will have the same effect on them, won't? can't we? Any one of us can say hurtful words that will forever change the person who hears you say them. It can destroy your relationship with that person just like that. Do you doubt that? Haven't we all felt that sting when someone has said something to us? And even if they realize and they apologize... Does it ever really go back to the way it was? Probably not. We may forgive, but it's really, really hard to really forget when someone has been hurtful to us. Now, the other side is also true, isn't it? You probably have someone in your life who may or may not still be walking amongst us. Maybe you had a kindergarten teacher, or maybe the mom of your best friend when you were eight, or maybe one of your parents. Who knows who it was? But I'm sure you've all had someone look you in the eyes and say words that so affirmed your worth, that so assured you that you are worthwhile, that that also forever changed your life. So why would we doubt that our words have power? And why do we ignore our words so many times, like it doesn't really matter? So a whole big part of our working with affirmations is learning to join our head and our heart be aligned with truth, and then speak words that affirm that truth. Complaining does not affirm the wonderful truth of what you are. Filling your heads continually with negativity does not affirm that there is only one power, one presence, good without opposite in this world. Continually focusing on what you don 't like about yourself does not help you; it only magnifies that feeling of unworthiness and just a little just a little fun fact from the twelve powers, just because every now and again we want to touch on those twelve powers again, even when we 're looking at the basics. Uh, the twelve powers for those of you who perhaps have not been here or have not heard of them. Uh, one of Unity's core teachings is that the divine within us could be, if we wanted to categorize it that way, it could be categorized sort of into 12 major abilities. We have the ability to love. We have the ability to understand. We have the ability to release. We have the ability to believe. All of these things... And Charles Fillmore also gave them each a, a physical location in our bodies so that if we wanted to work with one more directly or the other, we could. Um, let's all guess what represents love in our bodies. Our heart. What represents understanding? Up here. Well, guess where he placed power? Power. We have things like will and understanding and imagination and faith and all of this swirling around up in our head. And then we have love and order and judgment, those sorts of things, in this part of us. And guess where our power of dominion, which is our ability to be the boss of our own life, is? He placed that in the throat as our power of power. So joining our head, joining our heart, we speak our word, and it is so. Now, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and speak my word and say the sky is going to be, I don't know, green today. I hear it turns green in some parts of the country before there's a big weather event. I've never actually seen that. Tucson, I don't think the sky ever turns green. We have a lot of colors A lot of reds and purples and yellows and blues and all of that. But I've never really said, you know, seen it green. So I'm probably not going to speak my word and have my statement that I don't really believe anyway actually cause the sky to turn green. But if my belief is that I am strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit, in those moments, where I can tell that my personality self is feeling very small and helpless, I can speak those words of reminder to myself and raise my consciousness. So as we move into our time of quieting today, I'm just going to invite you to be aware of where are the words of no power that you are speaking to yourself in your life? What are the statements that you are believing about yourself that are not true? What are the things that are causing you fear? And are they really true in the infinite realm of all possibility? So we're not going to focus on all of that stuff, but just allow one thing. To be in your mind. One thing, and with me, here's my go-to. I am so easily annoyed, it's just ridiculous. I can be annoyed by anything. Anybody can annoy me in any moment. So when I am just kind of settling in and saying, what is something that I really wish to work with? I continue to work with being open and receptive to the good that is present in every moment and every circumstance. I remind myself that, as Eric Butterworth said, if you're disturbed, it's because you're disturbable. I said it before. I know if I'm annoyed, it's because I'm annoyable. But I continue to work with that. And I know it's not actually a true thing about my divine self. It's a thing in my human personality that has somehow been very difficult for me to change. So I keep working with it. So whatever that is for you, I'm just going to invite you to be open and receptive as we sit here together in stillness. Allow your body to be as comfortable as it can be. Allow your breath to be at ease. Allow yourself to simply be present where you are. Recognize that in this moment, all is well, You are safe. You are loved. Every person in this room is loved in this moment. We settle in. And the first step of our prayer process is always relaxation. For me, a primary path to relaxation is music. So as our bodies are settled, we allow ourselves to relax. And if you wish to sing... Singing is another way of putting that vibration into play in the world. Oh uh-huh. music fade out why don't you speak those words and feel the vibration of those words in your own body God in me is God in me is all the best all the time nothing less ever forever and ever Amen. And so it is. We can feel that vibration within us, and so we know that when we speak these words of affirmation, they actually sink down into our into our bodies at a cellular level. And we allow all of the cells of our bodies to know this truth. God in me is all the best all the time nothing less, ever, forever and ever. And that is so. So we rest in silence for a moment, but perhaps a different kind of silence this time. If you wish to speak your words of affirming, of affirmation, do that. We can fill this room with affirmation. And if you choose not to speak verbally, allow those words to take shape in consciousness. I am divine. I am strong. God in me is all the best all the time, nothing less. I am as God created me. I am a light in this world. We speak our word of truth. We allow the work to be done. We give thanks for the change, for the transformation, for the ability... To know our freedom in spirit. And we claim this good for all beings everywhere. We are strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. We are the infinite expressing at the point we are. We are peace in the midst of any matter that we wish to choose to express and be that peace. We know these things are so. We know them in ourselves. We know them in consciousness. We know them in truth. And we are thankful. And so it is. Amen. There are a lot of ways to work with words. Affirmations is one of them. Singing is one of them. Um, the Fillmore's suggested that if you think you can't sing, and and no surprise, I agree with this wholeheartedly. If you think you can't sing, you're wrong. Um, doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you're mistaken. Um, everybody can sing. Everybody can sing. And one of the uh, one of the tools, one of the exercises that they actually give is if you think you can't sing, to lie down on the floor or on your bed or wherever you are most comfortable and simply, as you exhale, allow sound to happen. (sighs) (sighs) Ah. (sighs) Ah. (sighs) Ah. And then as you become more comfortable opening up your voice, allow yourself to choose to make a sound that resonates in your body. Allow yourself to play with it, to change it. And and as Charles Fillmore puts somewhere in all of his stuff, and at some point you will have the happy, joyous realization that you are singing. (laughs) So work with the words, think about them, as you go about your day-to-day life. Listen to the words you're saying. This is obviously not the first time I've said this in these past few weeks. Be mindful of what's coming out of your mouth as words. Every time you hear, well, what would you expect from them? Ugh Well, that kind of tells you where your belief is aimed, and as you believe, it is so. Um, you know, every time when you're watching television... You know, if you kind of find yourself just nodding, going, yep, well, that's just the way it is, hear that and stop. You know, I'm a big fan of the mute button on the television set. If you don't know how to work yours, find out. and That's your homework. You learn how to use your mute button. And then use it on yourself. It's okay to find, you know, I have sometimes, I quite frequently I'll just start talking and then I'll go, you know what, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. Because there's something in my head that knows where I'm going, and it's like, yeah, I don't even want to say that. So work with your words. They actually do have power. And, and, you know, I hope that as you continue going through your activities this week, that, that you'll like go, oh, wow, Nita would be giving me a gold star because I'm like really trying to change my thoughts and how I do this. Thank you, everyone, for being here.